0: Hello, everyone. I'm Tara Lon. Welcome to Time Out with Tinseltown Mom. We're back for part two of our conversation with Kristen Jensen, founder of Protect Young Minds and best-selling author of Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Porn Proofing Today's Young Kids and Good Pictures, Bad Pictures Junior, A Simple Plan to Protect Young Minds. Now, if you missed part one of our episode where we discussed ways kids can arm themselves against the harmful effects of pornography, then I really encourage you to please download part one and take a listen. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about porn proofing our kids and hone in on how parents can protect their kids from porn's harmful effects. And Kristen will provide a framework in which parents can follow. Welcome back to our conversation. I also want to talk about like a framework for parents, just some practical ways, just so we can kind of arm them, you know, within this conversation, some practical ways that they can go about, you know, protecting their kids. And I know you mentioned a what, why, and how. Can you just kind of practically go through those scenarios?
1: Sure. Well, you know, what's our responsibility when it comes to our kids? Well, it's arming them early because they have unprecedented access to the internet and to predators on the internet. They have curiosity that is even greater because there's so many sexual cues in the environment. And we do need to start those talks uh, about sex earlier. When I did a study of 10 uh, people who were addicted to pornography, they, all of the, only, the one thing that they all had in common was that none of their parents had talked to them about sex. And so we need to be the one, we need to be the sex experts. Um, so why, why are we doing this? Um, I want to make the, make this loud and clear. If people don't remember anything else from this podcast, it's that kids are safer from sexual abuse when you have warned them about pornography. And that is because porn is used to groom kids. Um, I had a mom contact me and we wrote about it on our website. Um, Her six-year-old son, they were over at a friend's house. The friend had a basement where she was, she had a renter, uh, uh, a single man. And um, so she had the kids' toys in one corner just at the bottom of the stairs, right? And um, so they, they went over for dinner and the kid said, we want to play with these toys. And she goes, okay, well you can go right down, pick out the toys and come back up. Um, but when the, when her six year old went downstairs there, that man was, and he he said, come here, I want to show you something. And he showed this little boy, uh, gay porn on, you know, and he says, this is really good to watch. This is fun to watch. You want to watch it with me? Hmm. And, um, So because this little boy, though, had been warned, like he knew what we're not. He knew he was seeing pornography. Mm -hmm. He went right back up and told his mom what had happened uh, because he he knew to be alarmed. He knew to alert her. Um, Otherwise, he might not have said anything.
0: Yeah. You know, he might
1: not have uh, or he might have just said, oh, there's a guy down there. He showed me. I mean, he might not have known. He might not have recognized. So that's the thing that the. Um, So important that children recognize uh, pornography is used uh, so often. It's so common. It breaks down barriers. It desensitizes children. It shows them what you want them to do. It it normalizes it. So why wouldn't people that are trying to abuse children, why wouldn't they use it? Of course they use it. Um, So not only are you keeping them safer from addiction, which is... A whole nother uh, really bad problem, and from mental health issues that come with you know looking at pornography, objectification, um, and all of that, and addiction, you're keeping your kids safer from sexual predators. And um, I wish I could say that uh, you know that it's an uncommon thing, but we all heard the statistics about how many kids are abused as children. There are they're, they're and and it's often people they know, so please please warn your children about pornography, um, so that they can come to you and tell you when they've seen it, and then your the red flags will go up, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, why is this person showing my child pornography? Mm-hmm. And um, so it's the books accomplish. Um, make it really easy, and and what they accomplish are three things, and so this is the how, right? Mm-hmm. Um, good pictures, bad pictures, and good pictures, bad pictures. Junior both do these three things, and that is one: give kids a definition of bad pictures or pornography. Now, in the junior version, you don't have to say pornography if you don't want to, but I say let's let's take this word and let's have control over it. Let's you know, let's not let it cow us into fear right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or uh, make us cower so um first of all you need to give kids a definition so they recognize it when they see it simple age appropriate definition which is what we have in the book which is pornography is pictures videos cartoons um of people with little or no clothing on that focus on the parts of the body we keep covered with a swimsuit and um Yes, that's kind of basic nudity <laughs> that focuses on the private parts. But uh, kids don't need to know much more than that because if they're seeing nudity online, I don't think they're seeing the Sistine Chapel, right? Yeah. It's not the David, right? Yeah. It's it's uh, it's probably pornographic or you know sexual contact you probably don't want your kids um, being, you know. Uh, or, you know, seeing and, and being influenced by. So the second thing is, so you got the definition, then the warning. You know, in the junior book, we talk about it's like picture poison, right? And in the other book, we talk about how it can become an addiction. And we talk about the brain science and how it it can escalate into an addiction. And then third, we have to give kids a plan. We have to teach them exactly what to do when you see pornography. And we have to open the door, make it comfortable for them to come and talk to us, ask us any question. If they hear something at school, you know, a, a phrase that they don't rec- recognize, um, have come to you so many times some of this um, slang is sexual sexualized. And if they go looking for it online, they're going to run into sexual content. Um, And when I say sexual content, I mean pornographic content. I don't think sex is bad. You know, Mm -hmm. I personally like sex, but uh, uh, you know, we have to warn our kids not about like, Oh, sex is bad, but watching pornography is not sex positive it is sex negative as I've said before so a definition a warning and a plan and um, the junior book has the turn run and tell plan and the senior book has a the the can do plan which not only teaches kids what's what to do in the moment when they see pornography um, but what to do when those memories come flooding back so and how to kind of minimize those things. And and so a definition, a warning, and a plan. Those are the three things that you need to at least begin with uh, in arming your children uh, to be resilient against pornography.
0: That's excellent. And then I know um, earlier you mentioned that uh, some kids, they see porn and they don't like it. There's other kids who see porn and they're more intrigued by it. Have you done any studies that determines um that some people or kids are more prone to have an attraction towards this like what are your thoughts on that i don't
1: personally i have not personally done any studies on that i do i mean we're all different we all have different you know sure some kids are going to be much more prone to be interested in this kind of stuff and some kids are going to be able to say "Nah, not for me Mm -hmm. um but if we warn them ahead of time and at least communicate our values um our thoughts our position which is what we need to do as parents because when they grow up and they turn 18 or 20 and they leave they can determine their own opinions but it's incumbent upon us as parents to do our very best to teach them what we believe is the best way you know yeah and um, I wouldn't hesitate to try to teach your children uh, to reject pornography they have their a whole rest of their adult lives to change their minds, yeah. Right? If they want to, yeah. Uh, but at least they'll have a foundation of what you thought. Um, so, uh, yeah. Some kids I know. Some kids are much just like as people. Some people are more, you know, have more sexual, you know, interest, and others not as much. It's it's normal, but we still need to protect kids. Now, when you said that some kids uh, feel like shocked or disgusted and some kids are intrigued. Well, I would say that most kids feel both. They may be shocked, but they're also intrigued at the same time. You're saying at the same time. And that's, yeah, that's why it's so confusing. Yeah. It's tricky
0: yeah it is tricky. I personally feel like um, a lot of the social media channels I won't name them, <laughs> but uh, I feel like some of the content that they allow on their channels is just an entryway into porn. Do you think anyone's like trying to address that like the social yes. media they okay
1: yeah in fact uh the the national uh, Center on Sexual Ex- Exploitation recently had a symposium just on you know making safe spaces online um, there is a uh fixappratings.com, which is basically saying we should not leave it up to these apps to rate themselves as far as age appropriate you know levels yeah yeah because they should have a rating system like movies do and like video games And when you look at, you know, I'll name them, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all these things (laughs) that say that they're they're like appropriate for 12-year-olds or (laughs) four-year-olds, it's ridiculous. So um, I would advise if you want your child to have a smartphone and access to all the predators on the planet and have those people have access to your child – And all the porn on the planet, then yeah, give them a smartphone uh, without restrictions. But I would say if you want to put a, if they want to put an app on there, you be in charge. First of all, don't give a kid a smartphone. Lend them your smartphone or have a, have a device that is the family device they get to use, you know, but you've got the rules. You so, set the rules. So, so what you're saying is, so you're
0: saying there's a, a middle schooler. They're going to get their fir- first phone. You're saying don't make it a smartphone. Make it a flip oh, phone. A make flip it phone. a flip phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we have um, a four four stage guide. Um, we have a, a, you know, what's what's the right age to give you know kids a smartphone? We have an, a blog post about that. We we have a plan.
0: Hmm. A
1: four stage plan. Uh, we have. Um, we just published something not too long ago on some of the options, like Gab Wireless and Clear Phone, and oh, they think there was another one. And so, yes, oh, do your kids a favor—like, don't give them a smartphone. Like, wait as long as you can. Um, what age and, now? I'm, I'm, oh, you know, I need gosh. guidance on this myself, Kristen.
0: Please help uh, me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I was just talking with a friend who who knew two families. Um, and one family had given their kids smartphones early. I mean, they were like neighbors and they were good friends. And the other had held off. And in fact, they wouldn't let their kids have a smartphone till they were 16. And they wouldn't let them get on social media till they were like a senior in high school, which, you know, of course they complained about it. But they kept their kids busy in lots of activities. The kids didn't seem to be the worst for it. Uh, They weren't stunted socially. Um, And then, you know, when the daughter finally got on social media and she was just like, oh my goodness, I would not have handled this very well when I was, you know, 12 or 14. Um, She was glad that she, that her parents forced her to wait. Mm
0: -hmm. Now there's
1: kids, those kids, even if they don't have social media, they're going to be able to see it on other kids' phones. So you still have to talk with them about it. Um, I would just say, if you're going to, if your kids are going to be involved uh, with Snapchat or any of these um, uh, apps like that, Instagram, that you put it on your phone, uh, you make sure you live with it for at least seven days uh, and you pretend that you're, you know, the age of your child with Mm. the curiosity of that child and you go see what you can find. And let me tell you on Snapchat, I sat with a friend who pointed all this out to me one afternoon and I was absolutely in shock. You know, Snapchat used to just be, you know, something you took pictures with. It's now on and then they disappeared, right? Well, what's the harm in that? Uh, Well, um, now it's a full on video streaming platform. So these porn performers who also link with their Instagram accounts, um, you can find these porn performers. They they put up teaser videos oh my that are very pornographic, um, and and then you know if you get Snapchat Premium, come on, see me f my boy, you know my date. Wow, I mean that is just there's one gal on there that that's what she does. She she gets Tinder dates. She she gets them to have sex with her. And she streams it on Snapchat. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, like, we've got to, like, and this just happened in the last few years. So, things change all the time. We can't play an old tape in our mind. We have to, like, keep up with this stuff. That's why we put out parent alerts on Protect Young Minds all the time uh, so that parents can have a way to keep up with this without... You know, having to troll the internet themselves, we put out parent alerts and, you know, help you see like this is what you should be worried about. This is what you should be looking for, and concerned about.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, Zara, so we try. Yeah, no, you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> um, do you do you have a filter that you could recommend just to put on a? Let's say a kid does have a smartphone. A lot of kids have smartphones these days. Um, but is there like a filter you can put on the phone that'll combat whether they have YouTube so- or whatever? other applications yeah. they may have that'll, you know, kind of stop some of this porn from coming up on their
1: screens? Well, okay. So there's a couple of things. Um, a straight up filter, like on the internet is only going to filter a very small part. It it can't because it, it really can't. And I, this would turn into like a long technical discussion, but believe me, filters your typical filters, I would say, are great for young children, for devices, you know, like the internet, like internet websites, right? But as far as apps, I don't know of any filter that can go in and filter an app. There's There are some apps that you can set parental controls. Yeah. And like YouTube kids, I would definitely not let any kids on YouTube, none, none none at all like they have to be a teen until they can. I mean like seriously the content that's on YouTube but um YouTube kids is even they've had some problems but the thing is is filters can't follow a child into an app and there are in-app browsers so your child can get into an app and then get out onto the internet and away they go yeah and you can't see where they've been so the thing that I would say is um educate your children, persuade your children. But as far as uh, filters, I would say it's more like accountability software, right? Mm -hmm. So it's more like there's something called Bark. Um, There's something called um, Covenant Eyes. These are things that um, are able to report back to you The conversations your kids are having, texting, you know, um, websites that they've been to, apps that they've, you know, whatever. And so you at least know what they're doing. Um, Now, there's another product and more are coming along uh, that are used. AI, artificial intelligence, to look at a screen and decide, is this porn or not porn? And they covenant eyes has a product now and it will look at a screen and again, it's more of a reporting. Um, it can tell if your kid's been looking at porn and report back to you. So, uh, there are those products out there. I feel like you should do all of these parental controls, filters on your computers and, um, and then accountability software um, that will send you reports, you know, from the other devices and, and the apps. Just know that it's it's hard to follow a kid into an app and know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, um, That's why they have to have an internal filter, and that's why you have to have a good relationship with them. We talk a lot about, you know, why do kids go to porn? Why do kids... Why are they interested in it? They're not supposed to be sexual until they're in their, their, you know, puberty, right? But they are curious and they can be sexualized at an early age. And unfortunately, they're just not prepared. Nature has not prepared them um, to deal with it. So it's so important that we warn children early. Also, we take a we take a very strong interest in what they're looking at, what they're doing online. We curtail their use of screens. I definitely am for that. Uh, There's a lot of uh, science out there that's saying that, you know, too many hours on screens is very detrimental to their uh, brain development. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a whole nother podcast, right? But
0: (laughs) yeah, and we we are closing, but you you mentioned something that probably triggered a lot of moms. They're like scratching their heads right now. You mentioned the dreaded YouTube, which really scares me, but uh, there's a lot of kids who are on YouTube and I know you mentioned they shouldn't be on YouTube. Let's say there is a child, they are on YouTube and it's, it's just something that their yeah. kids do. Like, do you have any yeah. recommendations maybe yeah. on your website
1: to how to make it yes. safer?
0: You do? Yeah, we have, okay.
1: Yes. Yeah, so just go to protectyoungminds.org, mm-hmm. put, the, put in the search bar, YouTube. We have some, there's some great ways that you can... Uh, work with that um, and protect your kids. I would say if they're young kids, it would I would just get the app, the YouTube Kids app. That yeah. would be um, the best uh, uh, thing I think. If your kids are on YouTube, um, I don't know. There are some things you can do. Go to, go read. There are some um, parental controls you can set up. I know YouTube has really been under fire for, you know, some of the stuff. That's why they came up with you two kids. Um, but, uh, again, it, it goes to that persuading your child. What are they putting in their brain? Yeah. You know, and why? Why is this stuff toxic? Why? And if you can get to the why yourself and clarify, you know, why is this a problem? Then you can help your persuade your children that, you know, you don't want their brains cluttered up with uh, this garbage yeah. and this this toxic material. You know, I'll just say at the end, our children are whole persons. They have a brain. They have a personality. They have gifts. They have talents. They have a whole life ahead of them. And porn will just do so much damage um, and I just plead with parents like think about it think about our how our culture teaches especially girls but boys too to turn themselves into objects right objects and to uh, to be consumed really by others mm-hmm. and I just think that's so sad you know I want to when I was raising my daughters, I wanted them to appreciate their brains, their intelligence, you know, their person their personalities. I didn't want it to all just be on how they looked, right? Yeah. And and that's what porn does—the ultimate objectification. Uh, but it porn—it's you know, our culture has been pornified. Kids are sexualized at an early age, and. And I just feel like it's stunting them, it's it's um, hurting them, and we can do better for our children. We can do it. We can help our kids appreciate themselves as whole, beautiful people and not just um, bodies, you mm-hmm. know, to be objectified and, and to be, you know, here, I'm going to take a picture of myself, inappropriate, a sext, you know, and send it to somebody that's just, that's just evidence. The ki- kids are sexting, just evidence that we as a culture have, uh, have taught them that they should objectify themselves, that they're just products to consume. Right. I love how you wrap this all up, Kristen. <laughs> I'm that's real, makes me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but you so
0: much, Kristen. Yeah. So people should girl. actually go to your website, protectyoungminds.org and get on your mailing list as well. And you'll send, what do you,
1: what will you send them? If they get on your mailing list. We have all kinds of guides. We have so many resources. There's the uh, smart guide that I mentioned earlier. There's the quick start guide for people that don't know anything about this and want to get a you know quick start and um, get themselves educated before they begin this conversation. Uh, there's links to our books. We're on Amazon. Go read the 600 reviews if you have yeah, time <laughs> yeah. so on Amazon of our of our books and and um, see how comfortable parents feel about it and how much they're recommending it to others. So um, thank you so much, Carolyn, for having me. Uh-huh. And I hope this has been really helpful. But the way that we can continue to help everyone that's listening is just to, yeah, we only send out one email a week. We're not going to bombard you. We don't spam you. We never sell our list ever, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. So you're very safe uh, with Protect Young Minds.
0: For more on Kristen Jensen or ways to porn-proof your kids, please visit ProtectYoungMinds.org. Thanks for listening to Time Out with Tinseltown Mom. If you liked what you heard today, please be so kind and rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time.